Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10 and meet me at verse 35. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. And I'm going to read from verse 35 to verse 39. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 39. The word of the Lord says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward... For you have need of endurance. The King James says patience. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We started a series several weeks ago and we called it Faith Fundamentals. And over the last six, seven weeks or so, we've been talking about walking by faith, what it means to access the grace of God, which is by faith. We've talked about what pleases God, which is faith. We've talked about what faith is, it's confidence, it's assurance, it's acting on what you believe you've heard from God. We know that faith is conviction, it's trust, it's, it's, it, you cannot be swayed or moved or denied when you are walking by faith. First John tells us that faith is the victory that overcomes the world. I mean, the faith will allow us to supersede, to overcome, to be victorious in every endeavor, in every obstacle, in every situation of life. Your faith in God has the ability to produce solutions and answers and to cause you to supersede and overwhelm your issues, your situations, the problems in life. This is what faith is all about. And uh, as we've been talking about faith, I was praying this week as to what to discuss, and the Lord led me here to Hebrews chapter 10. And to give you a little background on the epistle, the book of Hebrews, you have to understand that Hebrews is a book written to believers who were being persecuted and who really thought Jesus was going to come back in their day. This is a group of people, believers, that had trusted in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ and had trusted the apostles when they preached the gospel of grace to them. And these people said, you know what? Jesus is coming back. If you read your scriptures, Paul thought Jesus was coming back in his day. I mean, he was waiting for the Lord Jesus to return at any moment. And so these people are like, where is this Jesus that you say is coming back? Where is he? I can't find him. I mean, I'm being persecuted. I'm being overwhelmed with issues and problems. Nero was the king at the time, and he is killing the Christians. They're literally dying for what they have believed in. And so they're wondering, where is the return of Jesus? And maybe this is not true. Maybe we should return and go somewhere else. Maybe we should return to another religion, which was Judaism, and maybe we should go backwards because, you know what, we're getting beat up, busted, uh, punched in the mouth, punched in the face, whipped, killed, because we say we believe in Jesus. And so the writer of Hebrews, which is unknown, we don't know who wrote Hebrews. Some people believe it's Paul. Some people believe it's Barnabas or one of Paul's associates. We don't know, but it's, it's an articulate book that I encourage you to really dive in and read. But he's telling them, let me remind you of what you've believed. 
Let me remind you of what you have known to be true. Let me remind you of what you could have confessed. Let me remind you about Jesus. And then he says, don't quit. The entire epistle is about not quitting on what you believe. And we find here in verse 35, he tells them, he says, don't cast away your confidence which has great reward. So the confidence is faith. You know, faith is confidence. Faith is assurance. Faith is conviction. Faith is trust. Faith is acting like the word of God is true. Like your actions will demonstrate that the word of God is true. And so he says, don't cast away, right? This confidence that you have in me because this confidence that you have in me, which is God, is great reward. There is a reward. There's compensation. There is a repercussions. There may even be reparations attached to your faith in God. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't draw back. Don't throw it away. Don't get rid of it. I know the enemy is trying his best to get you to quit, give up, stop, say this ain't true, turn your back, go back to smoking marijuana, whatever the case may be. The enemy's trying his best to get you to go backwards. But the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't give up your confidence in God. Don't quit on your confidence in the word of God because it has great reward. And then he says, for you have need of patience. Somebody shout patience. patience. Come on, shout it again. Patience. patience. He says, you have need of patience. So if the scriptures tell you that you need patience, guess what you need? <laughs> you need some patience. I mean, the scriptures are telling us you have need of patience so that after you have done the will of God, so you've acted on what you believe you've heard, you've trusted God, you've obeyed God. After you have done that, he says there that the promise is still for you. After you've done the will of God, there will still be the promise there that's available to you. So we have to talk about what a promise is. It's a declaration or an announcement that something's about to happen. A promise. I'm announcing that something is going to happen. I remember being a kid. I love my mom and dad. I, I just, I don't know why I thought about it, but I got to tell on them. And they promised me that, you know, we were going to go to Disney World when I was a kid. And I remember that we never went, but I still remember that promise. You parents in here, don't promise your kids anything you're not able to fulfill. Listen to me now. Don't promise anybody anything you're not able to fulfill. But there was an announcement, a promise that something is going to happen. And we find in Hebrews 10, 23, that God is faithful to his promises. He can be trusted to fulfill every promise that he has ever made. And he's saying here, but what you have need of is patience. And then he continues to say, the just shall live by faith, but we are not those that draw back. We are not those that quit. We are not those that give up so easily. We're not those that go backwards or go a different direction. You have need of Patience. Come on, somebody say patience. patience. Patience means to continue, to last, to despite fatigue and stamina uh, or fatigue. And, uh, you know, it gives you more stamina and endurance. Patience really is continuing to believe. It's continuing to believe. If you have faith, you have to add patience or your faith will stop. Patience is what stretches out your faith to continue to believe over the long haul because it requires every promise of God requires that we have faith and patience. Matter of fact, in Hebrews chapter six, verse 12, he says we're going to inherit all the promises of God through faith and patience. But here is the question that I must ask you. 
What happens when you get tired of waiting? What happens when you get tired of waiting? What's taking so long? What's taking so long? What, what do you do? How do you respond when you just get tired of waiting? I was in, uh, who was it? One of my kids, I got four kids. One of, one of, one of the four was with me. Zage, it was Zage. Zage and I were going to visit my, my mom, and we were at a stoplight just yesterday at a stoplight, and the stoplight kept missing us. Like somehow we weren't in the rotation, and the line was backed up, and I was the second one behind that light. There's a car in front of me, and the car is itching up like we got to get out there, right? Well, I'm tired of waiting, so my first thought was hop over the curb, right? Take this car over the curb, get on the other side of the road, drive around, and then, then cut through. And, and all illegal, right? All very risky, but I got tired of waiting. What happens when you get tired of waiting? You start getting frustrated. You start coming up with ideas that are wrong and illegal. You start asking, is what I'm believing actually working? Is this happening, really happening beneath the surface? I mean, what is really going on? Am I wasting my time? Am I spinning my wheels? What's happening when you get tired of waiting? What's taking so long? Some of these ideas start coming. Well, maybe I was in, I was in Walmart. This, this happened a couple months ago. Well, no. Forgive me. You know, 2020 went by so fast. Walmart went back. When Walmart used to be packed, whenever that was, okay? <laughs> whenever when Walmart was packed, okay? I, was, I walked in. My wife had asked me to grab something from the store. I was on my way home. Can you grab something from Walmart? I walk in. Walmart is packed. All the lines are packed. And all I needed to get was one item. And everything seemed to really be, you know, just, you got to wait. And this idea came. Why don't you just go home, tell Stacy you tried to get it, it was so packed and that, you know, I'll go back out later and, and go get it. I was already in Walmart. I was going to leave to come back two or three hours later. I mean, this dumb stuff, these ideas start coming when you get tired of waiting and they're irrational and, and you become illusional and you become distracted and then you want to quit because you're tired of waiting. I'm reminded in Genesis chapter, I believe it's chapter 16, Abram, he's got a wife named Sarah, and they have a promise that they're going to have a child. But unfortunately, for 24 years, they weren't able to have a child. She's like 90 years old. He's like 100 years old. And, and here they are, like, dealing with infertility. And if you're in here today, or if you're listening, or right now watching, or if you're listening two, three years from now, I speak fruitfulness over you in the name of Jesus. If you're dealing with infertility, I speak fruitfulness in Jesus. Bear fruit in the name of Jesus. And so as they decide, hey, we're tired of waiting. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, Sarah, his wife, goes up to Abram and says, I, I got a great idea. My homegirl. Check out my homegirl. You know, if you, her name is Hagar, just Hagar, you know, just check her out and maybe y'all can, you know, get together and, and produce this baby. And Abram, like a ignorant man, says, that's a great idea. I'm going to check out your home, girl. Thank you for even, 
Consider, yeah. Thank you for even considering your home girl. I'm going to check her out, you know. And this is exactly what I was actually thinking about this, too. I'm glad you brought it up. And so he goes ahead and, and you know, come on, man. We can't. Come on. We got to be smarter than this. And he goes ahead and he's like, you know what? Yeah, I checked her out and, you know, they, we conceived and, and you know what's going on. That things, are, things are happening. And all of a sudden Sarah says, this is all wrong. Abram, this is your fault. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This was your idea. And now you're blaming me for the idea. Listen, I do blame the man too. Come on, Abram. You knew better than doing that. Come on. You know. That was a test. That was a test, and you know better than to do that. But you know what? They went ahead, and then Sarah's like, this is your fault. This is all your fault. And now all of the mess that's going on in on the Middle East right now is because of this one activity. Ishmael comes along, and now we have the Palestinian, and then and the, and Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. Am I saying that right? The Palestinian. Palestinians, I said, thank you, thank you. Got my intelligent people up in here. And, and then we have Isaac that has the Jewish people. And this is what's going on today because they simply got tired of waiting. What happens when you get tired of waiting? If we really understand patience, we'll know that patience doesn't come through praying. You can't pray for patience and patience comes. You can't get patience by praying for patience. Patience is not an answered prayer. Simply, I requested it and then God gave it. No, patience comes through testing. Testing. Matter of fact, James chapter 1, we'll take a look here in verse 2. James chapter 1 and verse 2, he says, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, which is testing. He says, knowing, watch this, that the testing of your faith produces what? Say it out loud. Patience. Patience. He says, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so patience comes through the testing of your faith. You say that you believe God. I believe God where my healing is concerned. I know the doctors are saying there's sickness occurring in my body, but I believe God that I'm healed. By his stripes, I am healed. You may be believing God where prosperity is concerned. God says he wants me through the Lord Jesus to to, to have life and life more abundantly. And I'm not experiencing abundant life, but I believe that Jehovah Jireh is the provider. and, And I believe he wants me to have more than enough so I can be a blessing. But your bank account and your lifestyle looks like you're not there. Maybe you are believing God for a spouse and I really want to get married. And what's taking so long? And what is the holdup? And What's happening that I'm not seeing and I want to quit and maybe I'll just be single forever. And, 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 and you got to add patience because all of this is a test so that patience can be developed in your life, so that patience can be produced. The King James actually says in James chapter one that the testing of your faith will produce patience. I like the word employ. You need to employ patience when your faith is being tested. Put patience to work 
when your faith is being tested. And here's what happens. We don't like the word waiting. We don't like the wait in the dentist's office. We don't like the wait in line. We don't like the wait at, ho- at home when we call, a, you know, AT&T to try to get our phone bill corrected. We don't want to wait on hold. And we don't like the wait. But let me tell you this. The, the, there's something worse than uh, not liking to wait. And that's moving <laughs> be, before you should have moved. Oh, I wrote it down. Let me, let me say it this way. I like it. I got I to gotta read it the way I wrote it down because it's so good. I wrote down here. Well, I wrote down a lot. Matter of fact, the Lord just said, read it all. I'm going to read it all. It's tough to continue when the fulfillment of his promise seems so far away. That's why you need patience. And if everything happened instantly, you wouldn't need patience. If everything happened instantly, you wouldn't need this word Patience. Faith says, it's mine. I have it now. Right? Faith is now. I believe. Now. It's mine. Patience says, it's going to take some time, but I'm going to continue to believe that it's mine. Patience says, it's going to take some time, but I'm going to continue to believe that it's mine. Because we, we want things to happen now. The microwave is too slow. We popped some popcorn the other day and it was like, what's taking that microwave so long? Get that popcorn ready. I know it's, it's, it's three minutes feels like three hours. We're such an a move fast, move now. I need, I got to have it now, 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 now. And we fail to employ patience in your life. How many of you like something cooked in the crock pot? I mean, you like a good crock. You know, that takes some time to cook that in the crock pot. Matter of fact, when I, when I knew that uh, Stacy was the one, was when she told me she can use a crock pot. I said, oh, there she go. I said, I ain't going to let you go nowhere, girl. You the one. Because she can use a crock pot. Hallelujah. How you wait on the promise matters to God. How you wait on the promise matters to God. Patience comes before manifestation, not the other way around. Patience comes before the manifestation not the other way around. That's why scriptures say you have need of patience. Why won't God give me direction? You have need of patience. Why won't this happen for me? You have need of patience. I was, uh, this was uh, years ago, this was actually my son Zavin. He was about two or three years old. He had never skated before, but he told me he knew how to skate, right? Y'all, if you got, y- y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you, they, they, they know how to do everything, right? I, I, you don't know how to skate, buddy. I know how to skate. Let my hand go. I'm not going to let your hand go because you don't know how to skate. Yes, I do. No, you don't. So that conversation went 25,000 times. I know how to do it. Let my hand go. No. And the Lord spoke to me through that whole process. As I was holding his hand around the skating ring. The Lord said, this is patience right here. You're exercising patience right now because you're continually to remain the same despite Continual request to change what you believe. You're continuing to remain the same. He said, this is patience. Keep telling him no. That's patience. That's patience. And it's only developed by the test. He's testing. He's testing. How many times can I say this before he changes his mind? Patience remains the same. Come on, somebody shout patience. Patience is the key to receiving everything that you believe for. Patience is the key to receiving everything 
that you believe for. A lack of patience is one of the greatest causes of defeat. Hand me my phone there real quick. A lack of patience is one of the greatest causes of defeat. Thank you. I got to I, I got to I wrote this down. I thought it was really, really good. I didn't see it in my notes, but I must have it somewhere else. Bear with me one second because you need to hear it. Here it is. The only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing you had. <laughs> the only thing harder than waiting on God is wishing you had. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Some of you want to leave your job right now, but patience, exercise patience. Some of you trying to leave your spouse, but exercise patience right now. Come on, some of you want to get married, but that, don't, don't marry the wrong man or woman. Exercise patience. Because when you exercise patience, you will be complete, lacking nothing. You don't get patience by praying for it. And a lack of patience is one of the greatest causes of defeat. A lack of patience is one of the greatest causes of defeat. You only have as much faith. Listen to this. You only have as much faith as you have patience. You only have as much faith as you have patience. I believe God, man, God can get that to me. Oh, I just believe him. I trust him. And then it lasts 72 hours. Oh, Lord, I don't, I'm just tired of believing him because your faith only lasted as long as you had patience. Listen to this. Patience is learning to live on God's clock. Patience is learning to live on God's clock. I believe God. I trust God, but I'm going to employ patience. I'm going to live on his timetable. I'm going to live on his system. I'm going to live on his clock because he knows what's best for me. And during those times of testing, you will learn more about yourself that you didn't know. And you'll learn more about God that you didn't know. And that's why I believe James says there that you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Because you've learned some things. You know, you typically don't learn a lot during the good times. Uh, let me say it again. You typically don't learn a lot during the good times. You typically learn a lot during troublesome, bad, <laughs> awful times. You, you typically learn. In those times, and patience is what allows you to maintain and sustain during those periods of time. It is essential. If you want to go to the next level, patience is essential to get to the next level. It's going to, wherever that level is, it's going to require you to be patient. That you have cheerful expectation while you wait on the manifestation of the promises of God. Now understand in Hebrews chapter 10, it says after you've done the will of God. So you've got to do something. You've got to obey God. But after you've obeyed God, now we rest in patience. Let God do the work. We mentioned earlier, Abraham, Abraham and Sarah waited 20, what, 24 years before the promise of the son of Isaac came along. I mean, you, you think about things that have taken place. Job waited nine months. Now, we like to think Job waited, you know, 30 years, but nine months. He went through his ordeal for nine. That was a long nine months, but he never cursed God. He continued to believe, and he was patient 
until the manifestation of God's promise came through. Come on, somebody shout patience. Patience Patience prepares you for the next season. Patience prepares you for the next season. Patience prepares you. Listen, I know you don't got what you're looking for right now. And, oh, God, where is it at? What's going on? You're being prepared right now for the next season. So you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Patience is what matures you. You, When when you recognize and realize that patience is an operation in your life, you'll start seeing that you're a little more mature than you used to be. I'll tell you what. Thank God for grace and mercy. Uh, man, I, I've noticed just in, med- in just meditating and developing uh, in, the, in, in patience that I've, I'm, a little, I'm more of a mature man than I used to be. Uh, man, I'm t- I, used to, I, used to, I could argue up and down, left and right. We can argue about nothing. And I was quick. I was quick to argue. You can just bring up something and we can argue. And people would know these triggers. They, can, they know what to say to trigger me. And I used to get going, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just patient now. I, you you want to think that way? That's up to you. You want to believe that way? That's up to you. Stop trying to argue about everything. Who am I talking to in here today? Stop trying to fight everything. Sometimes you need to just relax and say, I'm a patient man. And because, listen, kindness, you know, love is, is, is developed through patience and kindness. Uh, kindness is how love acts, but patience is how love reacts. Yeah. How are you going to react to situations? You react with patience, and the only way you develop patience is through testing. So if you're in the middle of a test, if you're in the middle of waiting, say, nope, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to draw back. I'm going to allow patience to have its perfect work in me. Matter of fact, uh, pull up on the screen. There's I Hebrews 6, verse 12, and I believe this is in the Passion Translation. Hebrews 6, verse 12, it says, don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully receive what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. They fully received what God promised, but it took patience. It took some time. What are you doing in the meantime? Are you complaining? Are you, <clears throat> are you frustrated? Are you cursing God? Are you suicidal? Are you ready to quit and give up? Or are you exercising cheerful expectation? Today could be the day. Today could be the manifestation of what I'm believing God for. Today's the day that I'm going to meet my spouse. Today's the day that I'm going to go ahead and get that promotion. Today's the day that my body is going to feel better. Today's the day that my kids are going to start acting according to the word of God. Today's the day that my relationships will be mended. Today's the day that my heart will no longer be broken Are you going, are you going to to exercise cheerful expectation? Imagine Joseph for a moment. Here he is. He's in the dungeon. He hasn't done nothing wrong. He's got a promise from God that he's going to be a ruler. But he's in prison. Prison. But he's waiting on the manifestation of the dreams that he had. And he could have said, well, nothing ever good is going to happen to me. No, but instead, 
I believe he said, today's my day. I believe he said, and the next day came, today's my day. And the next day came, today is my day. And the next day came, today is my day. And then one day, somebody has a dream, he interprets a dream, now Pharaoh has a dream, and they call on Joseph. And he's ready because he's expecting something good to happen to him today. He's expecting the manifestation, and it took years for the manifestation to show itself. Matter of fact, I believe it took three years for when he went to prison to become second in command of Egypt. Three long years in prison until he came up. But when the opportunity came, glory be to God, he was ready because he had developed patience on the inside of him. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm not done, but I'll stop here today. I wanted to encourage you today that patience is necessary. It's necessary for you to go to the next level. Maybe you're not where you need to be because you haven't developed patience in your life. And it takes maturity, church. It takes maturity in order to develop patience. Say, I'm a patient man or woman. You're patient. Say, I'm kind. Say, I'm built to last. Do you believe that? Uh, say, say, I'm built for this. That's what I tell myself. When things take forever to come and I'm believing God and what's taking so long, I say, I'm built for this. Say, I'm built for this. Say, I'm built to last. You're built for this. You're built to last and patience will begin to work inside of you and you will I declare by the Spirit of God you will receive the promise of God speedily but you have to add patience faith says I have it now patience uh, is cheerful until the manifestation comes I'm cheerful until it comes you, you celebrate now have you ever, have you ever, let me ask you this, have you ever believed God for something and then it took a while for it to come, then when it happened, you wasn't as excited about it when it came? Well, why is that? Because I believe you were celebrating along the way. I was celebrating along, it's coming, it's coming, and then it showed up, I said, man, I knew it, I knew it was coming, I knew it, I knew it was coming, glory be to God. But those that jump up and down and spin around and act all crazy when they show up, that tells you that they weren't, they weren't celebrating along the way. Ain't nothing wrong with jumping up and down and spinning around. By the way, please don't leave her. Pastor don't like jumping up and down and spinning around. That's not true. I'm just saying that when you're celebrating along the way and that thing finally comes, it's like, we've rejoiced over this for a while. There it is. Look what the Lord has done. He's faithful and he is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, somebody shout, I'm patient. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.